this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Welcome to Speakeasy, the officially unofficial podcast for Boardwalk Empire on HBO. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron, and this is kind of an introductory podcast. We got to get the feeds up. We got to get all gotta this prime, shit. Got to prime the pump. iTunes won't let us post a feed unless it's got a podcast. And what kind of yeah. what kind of rule is that? <laughs> Can't just post empty feeds. The fuck. <laughs> so that's what we're doing here. Uh, I've been catching up on Boardwalk Empire in preparation for season five. Blitzed through, not not really blitz. I took my time through seasons one and three. Uh, really enjoyed those. Season four is going to be a blitz this weekend. Uh, I'm I'm one episode in. Looking forward to the new episodes in season five. Time waits for no man, Jim. You're just lucky yeah. that they flash forward seven years. You'd have eight more seasons to go. Oh, jeez. Now this is a this is one when we went full time. I'm like, we got to do it, and Jim's like, ah, I don't know. Season one's okay. I kind of like, no man. Yeah, yeah. I'd seen season one once, and I. I don't know if it's just me, but I usually have a hard time getting into shows after just a few episodes or a season of uh, them. I need to see how they're going to develop the bigger arcs. Yeah. I think this show does it really well. Really what happened is I said, if we don't do this show, I'm going to stuff your body in a crate and mail it to Margaret. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. you're like, okay. Didn't know you felt that passionate about it. This is a top five <laughs> television show for me. Holy shit. Okay. One of the things I want to talk about is why the show Rodney Dangerfield esque mm-hmm. seems to get no respect from almost anyone. I think it's because of season like a, a flat, a pretty flat season three, uh, as far as like some of the subplots go. Which season are you referring to? Uh, I'm referring to because I think you're fucking maybe insane. It's, maybe it's season two, the one where Margaret has like. All that stuff to do with the kids. Like, you can tell that okay. she obviously finished her storyline with Nucky. Marg- yeah, and that's... then it just de- devolves into bullshit with her. It's a. I'm. Wow. So, we're going to. That's another <laughs> thing I want to talk about. This show's Margaret problem. Because okay. Margaret All right, yeah. and Nucky were super compelling first two seasons. I feel like she hasn't yes. had a fucking thing to do for the last two. Yes. Why is she still Why there? do they still keep her around? She's a great actress. She mm-hmm. didn't really have anything to do. I felt like that they must have plans for her and Nucky. Now they're flashing seven years forward. Mm. How in the world are they going to bring those two back together in any way that I care about? I really don't know. I mean, having not seen... We can talk about season four here. I'm not worried about spoilers. Okay. What is their relationship like, and what is her part to play in season four? I, Does I it mean, leave it anywhere good that... No. No, no. It's another flat season for her. And, I, and here's the thing. is like I, I know a lot of people consider historical details spoilers, and I've, I've kept away from um, reading the majority of them. But I do know that there are flashing seven years forward. Okay. There are several characters that are dead. 
and their separate characters are going to be in jail or otherwise out of the game. You're talking about historically. Yeah. Historically. Um, and I read in Terrence uh, Winter interview with Alan Seppenwall, which I'll link to the show notes if you if you kind of you know don't – they're not huge spoilers, but I'm, I'm staying away. So I can't really talk about her – where she's at in that season, because I don't know how that's all going to intersect with that. And I don't want to, un, un, okay. you know, but I am curious because I know she's still in the main cast and I'm like, how are they going to bring them back seven years down the line and make that yeah. any kind of compelling? Now, there was a lot of promise at the end of season two with her when she signed away all oh, of sure. Nucky's land to the church. But then they just flash forward and completely ignored that. They mm-hmm. didn't have any of those consequences play out. They just showed yeah, their relationship has devolved in a loveless, hostile relationship. They don't care. They live separately. Like he's got a mistress. Yeah. She's she's fucking Owen. So I like I feel like seasons two and three for her were really bad. The thing that really saved season two for me was Jimmy. Sure, Jimmy was his his battle with Nucky was fucking outstanding and the ballsy to and kill the him. The way it ended, yeah, was setting him up to be a lot of pre- you know. I was reading. Uh, Andy Greenwald's article on Grantland, who continues to be the most maddening writer on that goddamn site, who wrote an article that basically said Boardwalk Empire is an unappreciated show. It's an underrated show while he himself was underappreciating and underrated. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's a that's a hell of a trick, man. (laughs) Uh, It's like talking out of three sides of your mouth. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled. (laughs) The greatest trick. That Greenwald ever pulled. (laughs) Was convincing you he wasn't writing about what he's complaining about. (laughs) Um, But I just wonder, so Boardwalk came out in this interesting time period. It's, it's, um, you know, created by Terrence Winter, who's big, you know, one of the other um, guys that came up along with um, the guy that made Sopranos. God damn it. David. uh, Chase. Chase. There's too many fucking Davids. There's a Simon and there's There's, a Chase. And then there's the guy who wrote... uh, uh, Deadwood, which is like Nutter. I don't, that's oh, not actually okay. his name. There's too know. many Davids in this game. But yeah, he was one of their, his acolytes, made his bones on The Sopranos. Uh, Boardwalk was one of those big, lush shows that debuted post The Wire, post Sopranos. But then the next year, yeah. Game of Thrones came out, and it felt like all the oxygen got sucked out. Because it, it does all yeah. right in the ratings, but you know it's not the behemoth that Game of Thrones was. It, it managed to out-lush, out-entertain. Mm-hmm. But I still, when I'm watching, and you said that some of these things, I, I feel like Boardwalk every season is this extremely slow burn where they lay all these tracks, all these interesting characters, all these interesting villains, and then like the final few episodes are, I will put the finales of season three and season four in the top ten hours of television. Um, I thought Richard's assault on uh, Gillian's whorehouse is one-man army. Sure, uh, that was awesome. Was freaking awesome, and he. There's another equally awesome moment that you're going to get to at the end of this season. Uh, I feel like it's got some of the most memorable characters. Al Capone. Oh, fantastic! Al Capone, uh, Chalky White. Yep, yep. I'm super. Richard I, Harrow. I feel like Chalky White's going to be a big part of season four. I so hope I'm he is. Super. Ex- no, I mean four, four, four. Oh, the one okay. I haven't seen yet. I feel like he's going to be a big part, and I'm super excited about no, that. No, you get a lot of Chalky in season four, Good. one of the best parts you, of it. You don't really get a ton of him throughout the first three seasons. Right. Like, I mean, Less it was than you would think. Really fun seeing him team up with Al Capone to to fight Jip Rossetti in season three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I feel like you've got all these casts of colorful characters, which somehow feels like Steve Buscemi, even though he's the lead, he's kind mm-hmm. of like more the 
the thing that everything orbits around. He's kind yeah. of maybe that's the problem that he's he's very good, but he's not the most interesting person in in his own story. Yeah, that's kind of true. Arnold Rothstein. I mean, like, there's yeah, all these yeah. other gang. Lucky Luciano. All these guys are more, arguably, more interesting and have more interesting arcs than him. His brother Eli has got a much more complicated, interesting role. True. But that doesn't mean that the show sucks or the show is disappointing. The show looks like a million dollars. It yeah. always builds like a freight train. It's somewhat annoying. And the acting is impeccable. I, I think I was surprised at thinking in season one that Steve Buscemi might be the weakest of the, the actors in this. Like as far as portraying the character he's supposed to portray. Right. I got more used to him and he got better, I think, as the seasons went on. But that first episode or two, I was like, mm, I don't know if I could take Steve Buscemi seriously as a intimidating gangster type person. He's not that kind of guy. He's not an Al Capone. He's a string puller. Yes. He's a puppet master. Yes. Yes. And, and I get that, but I wasn't expecting that, maybe. Mm, mm. So I was a little surprised. But yeah, I've totally gotten used to him now. He's good. But the guy who plays Al Capone, I don't know his name. Right. Fan-fucking-tastic. Fan um and is that you just been a tons of great moments with al capone his performance when you know he's got a son that's uh hard <laughs> Deaf, of hearing yeah. and when he was playing the the, the I, there's very few moments where i moved to tears yeah but when he's serenading his son on the guitar and you know what a fucking motherfucker al capone <laughs> is there's something in that uh-huh. juxtaposition and like the pure the purity of a love between a father and a son and even though he, he's so frustrated the situation he still has that connection uh, really got me. It, and it's also super sad because you know the kid can't really appreciate what he wants him to appreciate, right? But he's still there trying to help his kid, trying yeah, to he's getting be the... a good father to him. So, again, I I don't understand why people, I feel like they have to make excuses for the show. Um, it's got a smaller fan base, but very passionate. I had a lot of fun with my live threads because I did one every weekend. And it was... Last year was especially maddening because I would a lot of times have to put off watching Boardwalk because we were doing the instant cast of The Walking Dead. Um, and especially when, you know, we were getting into some of the governor plot lines and I was going from some of the worst television that we actually cover to yeah. then some of the best. And it's just like a such a whiplash experience. I had a little bit of that with sure. The True Detective and, and, and uh, Walking Dead this, this, this last <laughs> winter season. Uh-huh. I it was just really tough for me. Um but again I I don't understand why it's kind of unappreciated the way it is. Or maybe it's a great show. I I mean even just the we talked slightly about the production values. Mm-hmm. But I I really like the era that this is shot sure. in in the 20s. The costuming, uh, the set that, but they never yeah. get any recognition for that. The cars, I mean even just seeing like they have X amount of these really old cars, which, who knows? Maybe they even build these things. I, I don't know if they have, like, museum pieces that they pull out or if they – it wouldn't be that hard to build one of those cars, honestly. I guess, especially if it's just a, something that you just need to look pretty. Yeah. I do know that, like, the first two seasons they actually filmed on a boardwalk set for okay. the boardwalk part of Atlantic City. The last two seasons they've – it's been kind of CGI. They've they filmed on the existing boardwalk modern yeah. and used extensive CGI to de-age wow. it, which I think they did a, a remarkable they job. They haven't spent a lot of time on the boardwalk. Mm-hmm. But what time they have spent has been really awesome. You know, Chalky's nightclub is super fucking cool. 
Uh, all... Yeah, yeah. I've I've really appreciated the the kind of I guess it's a downfall of Nucky. Nucky has gone from living in the Ritz and and being the guy who obviously runs this town uh, to to living above Chalky's theater. Yeah. Um, and having in like still being the guy who runs town, being but the other people are really doing it. Like he's kind of holed up in his little den there. Sure. Much more than he was at in the Ritz. No, and I, I think part of that is kind of intentional. I feel like that some of it is, you know, obviously he's he suffered some setbacks. He still has quite a, a lot of power, but yeah, I he also was feel on the run there for a while. <laughs> I feel like some of that is kind of intentional that he doesn't mm-hmm. want this high profile. He doesn't want sure. He's the, learned from his mistakes. Yeah, and you know, was flashing again, flashing forward seven years. I do know that I guess a lot of this season. Number one, another thing that's annoying about the season is last. Last, you know, there, there's a lot of things, a lot of heartbreaking things at the end of last season, a lot of open questions mm-hmm. where they were going to go forward. And then they got the news that next season, the last season. Yeah. And I'm like, God, that sucks. But okay. <laughs> then I got the it was a flash forward seven years. I'm like, motherfucker, that's going <laughs> to slam the door shut on a lot of these threads. And then I get, oh, and it's only going to be eight episodes instead of 10. Yep. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> So I'm still excited, but I'm also kind of annoyed that it and, – and and I read this interview with Seppenwall and Terrence Winter is kind of like, no, we actually – this wasn't pressure from HBO. This wasn't us running out of steam. We just kind of looked at the storylines historically. We looked at the arc that we wanted to take Nucky on, and this seemed right. And we're debating whether we wanted to do 10 or 12 or 8. We decided to go with 8. Um, but still okay. – I I can't help but feel as a Boardwalk Empire fan that I'm kind of getting fucking ripped off here. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know. I <laughs> I don't think it hurt uh, several shows that I like to kind of be shortened or reformatted a little bit, like specifically Breaking Bad. I think that pulled it off remarkably well. Um I don't really have a problem with this, especially if the creators of the show are saying that's what we wanted. Yeah, but I never know, like, because who who comes out and says other than like maybe David Simon would come out and say HBO twisted our arm. Yeah, yeah, we and said fucked. we're only going to fund this much stuff. And even then, I don't, I don't. HBO doesn't usually roll that way. But still, in the back of my mind, I'm wondering, hmm, hmm. You know, these guys want to work again. Yeah. One of the intriguing things is that there's, I guess, there's going to be a lot of flashbacks involving young Nucky. And huh. some of the stuff that took place with the Commodore, okay, and yeah, yeah. they've and I'm and one of the things we talked about the other week is my God, because when we heard that, we're like my God, who are you going to get to play a young Steve Buscemi? <laughs> sure, they don't mint guys like that. They don't roll mm. off the assembly line like that very often. But they then we found that as this Mark Pickering guy who was played a, a child in the 1999 Sleepy Hollow. I couldn't even tell you. Who the fuck he was? Sure, but he also played a very minor character in the 2012 version of uh, Les Miserables. Still couldn't tell you who it was. Looked up on his his profile on the Internet uh, Movie Database (IMDb), and I'll be damned, he looks like a 22 year old Steve Buscemi. Yeah, it's remarkable. I and and that's even and and I guess uh, in in another interview I read from from Winter, he says that he does. Um, he he compared it to the way Robert De Niro was able to capture the young Vito Corleone from Godfather Part Two. 
Huh. High fucking praise. So if the guy already, like, you squint and like, man, it looks like a Steve Buscemi before mm-hmm. maybe he got hit by two before. And then you think, wow, if he actually – on him. And, in, and if he can get the posture the mannerisms. and the mannerisms, yep. he can do a little bit of – That like, guy should just follow Steve Buscemi up the career ladder. Like, play <laughs> the young Steve Buscemi in everything. Who are we talking about that on one podcast where we say that that could be – that could actually be, you know, because people reboot franchises. Instead sure. of rebooting James Bond and replacing Sean Connery, cast a younger-looking guy who is yeah. like Sean Connery. Like, don't do, uh, you know, Alec Guinness is too old to play Obi-Wan Kenobi. Do mm-hmm. a bunch of young Obi-Wan Kenobi with Ewan McGregor. Why, yeah. don't, why don't they do that more often? Reboot stars instead of franchises. I, I don't know. Re- reboot stars interesting but i remember we had a conversation that i can't remember which particular actor we're like this guy looks so much like it they should just redo all those things yeah i don't remember i love it great conversation uh great podcasting here sure (laughs) (laughs) um so we talked about when we're doing some precast you had a pretty brilliant idea of how they might reintroduce margaret i don't remember what that was anymore again great podcasting. yeah uh, yeah, I, I do. You do. Yeah, I do. Okay. It's her her kids. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. She had a young pre-adolescent punk who may or may not have started been a fire starter and yep. may or may not have had some psychological problems. Good old greenhouse fires. He's going to be a late teenager. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it possible that he finds himself employed in as a soldier in, in uh, Nucky's organization? Totally possible. That would I, piss Margaret off and give her a reason to come roaring back. I don't know where they're going with this, but in the first episode of season four, they had uh, Eli's kid kind of approach Nucky about the business and getting in. Well, they, So I assume they could do something like that with Margaret's kids, with his actual like adopted kids. Yeah, and it's funny because they left that situation with Eli's son in a very interesting place by the end of the season, and hmm. now they're going to flash seven years in the forward. It's going to be like the reverse Bran problem from Game of Thrones, where like Bran now is supposed to be 12 years old, and he looks like he's 35. Oh. This kid looks like he's 17 or 18, and he's supposed to be in his late 20s now, suddenly. Yeah, just put a couple of wrinkles on his forehead. Boom. <laughs> Boom, he's 35. Glue a beard to his face. <laughs> Done. No, I, yeah, I, no, he could be like uh, I. I don't know the names of the heads of the New York branch of the mob, um, but there's the one Italian guy. There was like there was Jip, and there was the other Italian guy who's kind of the second hand man to one of the five families. I one don't, of the older. I don't know either. He he could kind of be like that to Nucky, maybe. Mm. Do you? Another problem I'm wondering how they're going to settle is you know. This show's made a lot of hay over the fact that Al Capone is up and coming. He's not yeah, yeah. the Al Capone we see in Untouchables and all that stuff. But he will be. Seven, Seven years before, he is that guy. He's yeah. the kingpin of Chicago. How are they going to have him be evolved? Not involved? to be confused with the sausage king of Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> um, how are we going to get him involved in Atlantic, in Atlantic City, City gangster I- politics? I don't know. I've I'm, seen him in the previews, so I know he's got to be involved. Mm-hmm. I also see that Dr. Narcisi is still kicking around. Um, is he the, the mustache man? Yeah, he's the curly he's the mustache only guy man. The heard very, referred to as doctor. The even more elegantly dressed. Because uh, I said, have you met Dr. Narcisi? Who's that? He's like, he's a very well-dressed black gentleman. And you're like, uh-huh. Chalky White? I'm like, no, even better <laughs> dressed. I was like, Chalky White's so well-dressed. But that's He's like the Monopoly man. Uh, you know, he's, he's sure. dressed like the Monopoly guy, and he's he even is. got the curly mustache. 
that's the other thing I want to talk about in regards to the season five previews is the apparent fall of Chalky White. I mean, if you look at his clothing compared in comparing him to what I've seen of season four, sure, uh, the beginning of season four versus what I see in the season five preview, he is night and day. It looks like he has taken a turn for the worse, man. Well, yeah, like his and, money and, is gone. And, and is that part there. of season four? Sure, there's a little bit of that, but I think okay. some, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of my hands tied behind my back here, but why? You can't spoil anything. You don't know anything, right? No, I'm saying like you kind of can see where he got from there better if you had gotten through the whole uh, fourth fourth season. Mm, okay, sure. But um, no, so like I said, I'm I'm curious about how they get Margaret back in the game. I'm curious about how they get uh, how they get Al involved. I'm curious how these because we know so much about the backstory of Nucky and how it involves. Uh, Jillian and I'm really not interested in Jillian's story. I was really glad to kind of see her story get wrapped up. Jillian is uh, Jimmy's, uh, Jimmy's mom. mom, who's got yeah. the really creepy. Fuck her story. Fuck it. After oh, just wait, man. Just wait. It the... can't get creepier in season four it's... with Ron Livingston. It, it's just... <laughs> so satisfying. It is okay. so fucking All right. satisfying. Good, good. Knowing that she. So, because she inc- killed the Jimmy lookalike in season three, right? Yes. With the heroin. Okay, because yeah. I wasn't sure if that happened in season three, season four. No, I definitely remember okay. that. Okay. Yeah. No, there's. God, so fucking creepy. So, but, but I've seen her in the previews, and I'm like, what the fuck is she going to be? Why, you know, why is she going to be kicking around seven years from now? And how is this going to tie into her? You know, that's the thing is she's a somewhat tragic character mm-hmm. because she was like 12 years old and she got fucking raped by the Commodore. Sure. And Nucky was the henchman that kind of delivered her uh, packaged up like that. Um,. So I don't. It's not that I don't have sympathy for her, but on the other hand, yeah. And she's almost like, I, I almost feel bad because she's kind of cursed with this love for Jimmy, for who happens to be her son. You know, well, you're a she's twelve year, kind of you're a twelve year old. You get raped and you have a baby, and then you have this like yeah, almost it, brother. It's like a very it's, Cersei it's Jamie. Really weird, yeah. Only also because their mother son way way creepier. So too. It, it's super creepy. I don't totally dismiss the idea that. Uh, it's maybe understandable in a certain way. Uh, uh, but, yeah, seeing that play out on the screen totally fucking creeped me out. Uh, no, and I, she... I don't care about her selling her whorehouse. I don't care about much of anything that's going on with her at the beginning of season four. No, in all season four, I'm just like, I see you suck. After okay. after Richard, clean, you know, thank God, yeah, managed yeah. to rescue her uh, grandson mm-hmm. and cleaned house. I was just like in full blown suffer mode. <laughs> okay, so that's that. That was a pretty satisfying way to resolve that plot. And I'm kind of curious why they're doing a little plot line necromancy there, bringing it back, or to what yeah. extent they do. Why we? Why do we got to go back to Nucky's past? Hopefully, this will bring it. You know, this will make sense. Um, because apparently this is going to be Nucky's story, and flashing forward seven years does allow them to. They started a show at the stroke of midnight when Prohibition swept in and how uh, Nucky and Eli and the whole Thompson gang were ready to take advantage of that. Now the the midnight's about to strike at the end of Prohibition. It's Prohibition's not officially over, but the writing's on the wall. Yeah, I wonder how many people died the night that Prohibition started from over-consuming alcohol. <laughs> I don't know. Because that know. party was fucking insane. It, it is kind of amazing to me 
it's one of those things where you're amazed that like World War One happened in less than thirty years, an even bigger one happened. You're like, Jesus yeah, yeah. Christ! I'm kind of that's one of the reasons I love Boardwalk is how how it, in, it informs us about the war on drugs that we're facing today. Sure, it's the exact same thing. It, but it only took America like a decade to realize this shit's fucked up. This is just Not making working. violence in the street. Yep. Nobody wants it. Yet we've been doing this war on drug things for 30, 40, 50 years. Sure. And, and the body it's toll, having the exact same effect. The, 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 the body toll and the cost of families and the cost to our nation and our liberties. We got cops rolling down and tanks in the streets. We got yep. dressed up like fucking ninja Robocop warriors serving warrants for a couple ounces of weed. We've lost our fucking mind and we're watching yeah. shit like The Wire and Boardwalk Empire Millions of people, but we're still compl- we're still accepting this as like, oh, we got to do it. We're still voting politicians that tow this bullshit line. I don't know. Yeah, it's it, it's maddening for uh, for me. Um, and I feel like the wire does a better job at explaining kind of why this this system is not working, but um, why it's not going away because it, yes, and why it's not going away versus. These kind of shows like Boardwatch, Boardwalk, which I think more than kind of have a message saying this is not working, are glorifying the the crime aspects of it, right? Well, I also think that the uncomfortable like, fact about one of the reasons the war on drugs continues is because it's largely for racist reasons. Sure. You know, sure. white people can get cocaine and smoke weed and not face stiff prison penalties where, you know – the people that are not white get 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 fucking thrown through the wolves. Sure, and it's bullshit. The, it's the complete majority bullshit. of people in power just don't care. The same way, whereas you know, we take you take everyone. Lots of white people love liquor. Yeah, and you know, yes, you know the, what? The tolerance. Lots league, of white people love weed. That's <laughs> lots of them. And you know what? My my nightmare scenario uh-huh. is that they legalize weed and then rest, and then everybody in power just celebrates and doesn't give a shit, and we still completely punish the people that are hooked on heroin hooked on crack hooked on cocaine oh yeah yeah disproportionately i i don't know i like i said i that's you know it'd be great for legal weed because the fact that people do any prison <laughs> time at all for smoking that herb is we may be getting a little off topic is unjust no Stop. i feel like that this is this is one of the lessons the we should learn that, from watching boardwalk the fact that anyone does any time for any drug is uh, is shameful and and the thing is, is it's, alcohol it's a disease just like alcoholism is now the temper- Treat it. Don't punish it. Yeah, and the Temperance League, it's not like they existed for nothing. Alcohol does terrible things to people and terrible sure. things to family, and alcohol poisoning is a shitty way to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really terrible. Like on Reddit last year, they posted a woman who's dying of of uh, alcohol poisoning, and it just – she looked like a frog person. It just destroyed every yeah. organ in her body, her skin, everything. You know what? Every way to die is a shitty way to die. Drowning in your pool is a shitty way to die. Should we outlaw pools? Well, <laughs> the whole – I don't know. Tyrion's uh, beer in one hand, mouth around your cock, uh-huh. ha- sudden heart that's, attack. That's not, not a bad, bad way, way to die. Go. Yeah. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> but no. Fuck. I don't, I don't want to shy away from this. I'm just saying that – Yes, you're, you, what you just said is the fact that anyone has to spend time in prison for the decisions they make with their own bodies. And yeah. yes, I'm not saying I'm not saying it does t- terrible things to families, but it feels like that the cure is is worse. You take these people that sure. are addicted to it and can't stop, or for whatever reason choose to, and you throw them in prison. You treat them as felons. You take away the right to vote. You take yeah. away the right to get gainful employment. How is that helping anything? 
I agree. Let's talk about Boardwalk Empire. I just did. I just spent <laughs> the last 10 minutes. I'm telling you, it's, it's part of it. So it's the package I think is attractive to me for it. Sure. I agree. I, I like that part. And the other thing is I'm running out of steam. I don't have a lot, uh, a well, lot this is more an intro podcast. You know? And again, I, uh, I don't, our normal shtick, like what happens to characters or where we think are going is completely befuddled by a seven year time jump. Yeah, I think so. And I could read, I could read on Wikipedia and find out what happened to these various characters, but that's no fun. So. Sure, speculation is more fun. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we'll call it a cast then, uh, and we'll just be back next week with the season five premiere. Yep. Episode. Tuesday. It'll be out Tuesday. Yeah. Super excited. Can't wait. Uh, we will have. Uh, if you'd like to send us some uh, feedback, you can do so uh, at uh, boardwalk at baldmove dot com. Or should we go speakeasy? Let's go boardwalk. Do them both. Hell, let's just make every email address that mentions board or walk. <laughs> no, stop it. No. Or empire. Boardwalk or speakeasy at baldmove.com. It all it goes to the same place. Empire walk at... <laughs> <laughs> Baldwalk Empire. <laughs> uh, let's... What is it really? Uh, it's going to be boardwalk at baldmove.com. Sounds good. And you can also follow. We'll have a live thread. Be super excited on Sunday night at uh, facebook.com slash baldmove. In fact, uh, come for Boardwalk. Stay for the fall, for the leftovers. Jesus, for sure. the leftovers because it's going to be a du- powerhouse doubleheader of a season premiere, season finale. We'll have both full coverage of those podcasts out on uh, Tuesday. You know what? It gets me to thinking. We're talking about looking like a young Nucky Thompson <laughs> and the amount of CG that they've done for the boardwalk itself. And the idea that the meme is out there of Bushimi eyes, I really think they could have gone with any actor at that point. Well, they could just get Andy Circus in the golems, you know, there you go. the golem rig, and there you go. <laughs> and just string up a young-looking CG puppet of Steve Bushimi. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> Bashing. All oh, CG Bushimi. <laughs> that's the, the selling point for season five. All right, that's it. Can't spell Busimi without CGI. You can't. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next week. Until then, I'm Jim. I'm Aaron Zia. Bye.